It's coming. And it tastes so sweet. You'll hop when you eat. Come on. Hold on to your tummy. We got something good. With my hauntingly delicious cereal. It's so good, I crinkle every time I eat it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Serial Killer. I am one of your hosts, Maria Spertolozzi. With me, uh, as always, is Anastasia Washington. Hey, guys. That's my new voice now. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, click. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm back. Oh, <laughs> uh, this week, uh oh, well, this is Serial Killer, the podcast where we pair true crime with breakfast cereals. Um, and this week I will be talking about chocolate peanut butter Cheerios. Oh. I'm very inspired uh by the knowledge that there are now there there are like 20 different Cheerios. Flavor. I feel like you have an addiction now, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm now on, like, a mission to try them all, and it's, like... That's your life's mission. My life goal is to try all the flavors of Cheerios. Well, they have, like, blueberry and strawberry and pumpkin in the fall and, like, some kind of maple something or other. Yeah, I'd be down with maple. I'd be down with blueberry. I'm not sure... Like, because I don't love everything pumpkin spiced. No, I just I don't. I don't. Really I love like pumpkin. pumpkin. I like pumpkin, but I don't like like pumpkin spice everything. I don't feel like we need to put it in everything. Yeah, but that fair. is just my opinion. You guys are allowed to have your own. I respect you. <laughs> um, but so this week, I will be pairing chocolate peanut butter Cheerios mm -hmm. with. Uh, the murders of, uh, was it Amina and Sarah, uh, Abdel Syed by their father, Yasser Abdel Syed. Uh, so I chose this chocolate and peanut butter Cheerios because there's chocolate and peanut butter. They're two distinct flavors, like these two distinct different uh, women, although they were, like, technically girls when they were uh, murdered. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there's two, and... Uh, I see where you're going. Own color assumptions. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> well... Also, I only... <laughs> I'm running out of cheer cereal in my house there, there's that there's like that and they were biracial like yeah, you know exactly. so they were white yeah. two different things and like one and a dark bring coming together in yeah. this mix of exactly. uh chocolate peanut butter murder um. <laughs> 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 anyway this cereal smells really good um it smells like a is it the ring ding. Which one has the pe no funny bones? Drake's Cakes makes a snack cake called a funny bone. What is this? What is it? Am I just saying words that mean nothing to yeah, you? Yeah, I have no idea what she's saying right now. Like, what okay, I'm gonna Google it and I'll send it in our chat. Uh, oh my god! I was like, she just started speaking a different language. 
there's yeah, there's this company called Drake's Cakes, and they have like a duck as their uh Oh, I do remember that duck on yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they have it's like uh Little Debbie or Hostess or whatever, but like not Or like Tasty Cake. Yeah, it's like the, another sort of thing. Um, but they have this one and it's funny bones. And they're chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, yeah. I see it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a ring ding is basically just a ding dong. Interesting. Okay. So they yeah. have, like, very similar stuff to, like, hostess, but... Exactly. But it's... I don't know. Like, I don't know their their origin story. Although it says slinging cakes since 1896. <laughs> Cake slinging. You know so, how we do. There's a lot, a lot to unpack there. <laughs> so much. So... Okay, all right. So now I kind of understand the language that you were speaking. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, I can't. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, now I'm distracted. <laughs> they have socks with devil dogs on them, and this, this is too much. Um, you need them so much, don't you? <laughs> so bad, but I've bought myself so many things already this week. You deserve it. <laughs> And I mean, the action figures I bought are pre-orders, so they're not even going to ship until September. See? So you won't have that gratification. I need that immediate gratification. <laughs> you know how it is during COVID. During the pandemic? I mean, yeah. It's for the for the two times a week when I put socks on, I can have my... This is a total sidebar, but my boyfriend does the laundry and I do the dishes. Those are like our designated chores. Um, and he was doing the laundry last week and going through it and was like, did you not wear any socks? <laughs> and I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah, no, I, I either wore sandals if we went outside or I just didn't have to wear socks. Yeah, it's like <laughs> socks at a time like this. Why would I put socks on? It's summer. Exactly. I hate socks. Uh, all right, so... Back to the cereal. Yes. It smells, so anyway, it smells like that, like, chocolate, peanut butter, like, snack food cake type thing. Oh, okay. it feel it's definitely coated in sugar. It's got that, like, powdered feeling to it, you know what I'm talking about? Not like the slimy one that one time that we had, right? No, it's not like the slimy one. It's just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that's really interesting. <laughs> Interesting, interesting, good. <laughs> interesting, good. Interesting, good. Interesting, good. Hang on, I have, I want to try like just a chocolate one because it's so the chocolate ones are like full chocolate, like they use cocoa powder making it or something, and then the other ones are just regular Cheerios rolled in like a peanut butter coating. Oh, yeah. I'm into it. I'm about it. I will give this a knife up uh, dry. And now knife up dry. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Pour some in here. I keep pouring the milk first, and then I'm like, I don't know what this ratio is. <laughs> this is not how I normally eat my cereal. But we have to do it the opposite way. <laughs> I just don't want to dirty two dishes. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And like sitting here with a jug of milk feels ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, A plus. This is a delicious cereal. A plus. Yeah, right. I eat this for breakfast. 
Yeah, she she went back for more, you guys. She 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 she's definitely saying knife up because mm-hmm. she just keeps yeah, going for more and more and more and more. Also, turn your milk, uh, chocolate, and peanut butter. I mean, for some person, that is really good. So, like, if you're into that, I strive. This is so dumb, but I strive to when I eat my like pour my milk cereal ratio to when I'm done with my cereal have like no milk left in my bowl because I really don't like cereal milk. I think it's gross. Hmm. I yeah. like cereal milk, but I usually if it's not a chocolate based cereal, save it for my puppy. Oh, that's nice. She'll stare at me while I'm eating my cereal and be like, "You done? <laughs> Can oh. I have it?" Can I have it now? And I'd be like, no, it's chocolate today. You can't. No, that would kill you. You're not allowed to have those. Yeah, but they do. Dogs love peanut butter, though. So, mm-hmm. can't have this one, though. Yep, they don't. I was going to say, they don't make, like, just peanut butter cereal. Except for Captain Crunch has a just peanut butter. Do they not just make a peanut butter cereal? I feel like they don't. I feel like it's all chocolate and peanut butter. It's like when we try to find a coffee cereal. Like, yeah. And they just, like, don't exist. So weird. It's very If strange. you know of a peanut butter or coffee cereal, yeah. let us know. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, <laughs> my boyfriend and I are always looking for, like, holes in the market. Like, places where we can be like, what's this product that's, like, not here? And I'm like, is there just not a demand for peanut butter only cereal? Are people just like, no, chocolate and peanut butter or nothing? <laughs> I mean, Jiffy, get on that. Or Jiff. Jiff. I, I took. I, okay, <laughs> listen. I took a quiz. Okay, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But I took a quiz yesterday to see if I was from a parallel universe because, have you heard of that? Like, where if you remember yes. certain the products thing, a certain way, thing. exactly. <laughs> So I took the quiz yesterday, and they were like, you are clearly from a different parallel universe. And I was like, you're from an entirely different title. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, no, it's Jiffy. No, it's the, oh. No, I remember Jiffy. I feel like that was an advertising thing for Jiff peanut butter or something. You're from a parallel universe? No. <laughs> this is... My boyfriend and I think this, too, because we both have a distinct memory of uh, Detective Charmander, like Charmander in a Sherlock Holmes getup on an episode of Pokemon when we were kids, and but have like not at all been able to find it anywhere. <laughs> I think I'm from a parallel universe. Um, oh, my gosh. What does that mean for me? I guess nothing, but, you know. <laughs> nothing because you can't remember, like, any more significant details from this parallel universe. Or they were so close that it's just like, well, this is boring. <laughs> Yeah, I think I need more information about what it means when I'm from a parallel universe. Like, am I like some, like, angeling? What is this? <laughs> Did you step through a time loop at one point? Like, like he's not my real parents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a Rick and Morty, and you're just going through cloned. <laughs> like, I have no Cloned idea siblings and relatives. <laughs> um, that would make so much sense. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, knife up for the the chocolate peanut butter Cheerios. Uh, you can find them online and probably in some stores, but I found them on Amazon because um, we're stuck inside for the most part. And uh, yeah, and yeah, we so, are yeah. <laughs> back to the murder. 
So, Yasser Abdel Syed, spelled S-A-I-D, so I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. I did not listen to a pronouncer before, which I probably should have. (laughs) There's all these, like, dumb journalism things that my brain is like, you should have done this. And it's like, there are, like, whole websites where you can get pronouncers on shit like this. (laughs) I recently watched the documentary, documentary. and I feel feel like there was, was, like, like... a 50-50? For said and Cyan. Yeah. Well, I'm going to call him Yasser. Yeah, sure. Call him at... Uh, That's his name. I have some names and I can call him. I am not the New York Times, so we don't need to call him Mr. Syed or anything like that. Nah, we're good. Did you know, this is a really dumb journalism thing, but the New York Times insists that... So most journalism, when you reference someone, you use their last name. And just their, like, you don't give them, like, a title unless it's, like, a military or, like, certain level of government um, or aristocracy. And But the New York Times insists that everyone be referred to by Mr. or Ms. <laughs> so next so time... What, are they, what do they do for non-binary? I have no idea. Because <laughs> this was back in... I learned about this back in college in 2010, 2011. So this was before we were really, like, super... In, in accepting and opening language to uh, non-binary folks. I'm curious now. But yeah. If you know the answer to that, tweet at us. Yeah. It might, they probably ask what their preference is before printing. I mean, so but, many journalists now do that, like in everything that I'm oh, doing, yeah. they're like, what are your pronouns? And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for asking. Yeah. So they probably just ask them how they prefer to be referenced. But anyway, it's a dumb thing the New York Times only does. Interesting. So, Yasser Abdel Syed mm-hmm. is uh, an Egyptian uh, resident of the United States. So he's not a legal American resident. He has a green card. Um, and he is still, he is currently on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list. Yeah. Uh, with a $100,000 reward for the capital murder of his two daughters uh, in an honor killing, which is a whole thing that we will get to. Mm. Uh, yeah, the Middle East, it's, there's just, and, and it's anyway. Yeah. Um, so he was married in 1987 to a woman who was 15 when Mm -hmm. he was 30. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if they say this on there, but in the documentary, they talk about it. She first married his like brother or cousin when she was like 14 and that didn't work out. And so then they like, like, but she's white. She's a white woman. Yeah, Patricia Owens. Yeah. She's not, she is not from Egypt. Well, I mean, she might be, I don't know. Um, no, yeah, not from Egypt. Didn't think she, so. She hella white. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... They, they had a not great marriage, according to Patricia. Uh, it was rather abusive, which not surprised. Uh, that is a 15-year age difference. And also, she's a child. 
Um, <laughs> so she gives birth to their oldest daughter, Amina, in 1989. So she's, what, 17, 18? Uh, About and there, yeah. A year later gives birth to their daughter, Sarah, in 1990. Um, and they also had a son who was born in 1988. And Yasser had another daughter with uh, some other woman in 1987 so uh yeah that's the the crew but the mainly we're focusing on the daughters yeah um although she is mm, i have opinions on patricia yeah man i did not watch this documentary i should have it um yeah she is something else oh baby uh, but I guess when we get into the murder, I can... Yeah, expand, please. Expand on that. Um, so, yeah, so before this murder happens, uh, the girls are telling family and friends that their father is physically and sexually abusing them. Uh, and pretty much, like, nobody does anything. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, like, they're, like, telling friends. They're texting them because they're... Yeah, I was like, no, let me do some math. <laughs> yeah, because when they're in their, like, early teens, that's right around when AIM is, like, taking off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, and their parents wouldn't let them seek medical attention for the wounds that they got during this abuse, um, probably to cover up the abuse and the, like, nature of what was going on at home. Um, Yasser would spy on the girls and videotape them or audio tape them without them knowing while they were like in their rooms, um, and just hanging out and, uh, yeah. In the documentary, they show some of the videos too. Like not of them, like not knowing, well, like of him, like them catching him or like him saying stuff like, They'd be like laying on their bed, and he'd be like, "Oh, look at those legs, and look at those like, a- like the ass and shit, like disgusting bullshit." Creepy. Yeah. Great, great man. So when Amina was sixteen, Yasser took her to Egypt, allegedly to arrange a marriage with one of his uh, friends. But Amina was like, "Uh, no, this guy's old and creepy. Thank you, I'm done." Yeah. Um. And shortly, I think around then, Sarah got an after-school job working at a convenience store, and Yasser started taping her at work and then punishing her for smiling at customers and, like, being too, what he thought was too friendly, which is just, like, regular American customer service work. Yeah. Very controlling, very domineering. I mean, based on the fact that he was 30 and married a 15-year-old, I feel like we could all all see that coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, sad. Um, so Amina starts dating a boy who she met at uh, martial arts classes. Um, and she, Yasser left the country, but she was still super anxious that he was, like, watching them. Uh, and around and was, like, spying on them. Which, like, yeah, they grew up in this household of, like, abuse and fear-mongering. So I yeah. I can only imagine how paranoid they would be all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so she told, Amina told her boyfriend not to call or text unless she sent, oh, if she sent a code word, because she was afraid that Yasser would, like, go through her phone and see all these messages and communication and stuff. Um, and eventually he did find a note, and she tried to be like, no, it's just an imaginary boyfriend that I, like, pretend I have. And he uh, he was not having that. So then he moved the family 20 miles away to Louisville, Texas, which I feel is an overreaction. But no. um, <laughs> But that's fine. So Amina, in this, in reaction to this overreaction, has her own overreaction where she plans to run away with her boyfriend and get married in Las Vegas. Which, like, I can see how that looks like a way out. But also, oh, honey, no. I will say, they interview the the boyfriend. Yeah. And the boyfriend's mother, who was trying to get her out of the situation. Uh And at one point both girls go to Egypt and are missing for like a good chunk of time and they're being like courted by like these like 50 plus year old men and like expected to marry them and by the grace of God they come back and they are thinking like we got to get out of this situation and the mom of the boyfriend is trying to help man i know i know so i know i don't know i don't think anybody could have done anymore but no yeah i mean yeah short of well i think there's one person that could have done any more but that's that's i hate the mom so much i hate her i hate her I hate yeah her. she uh and it, uh, uh so after Christmas, after they moved to this town into Louisville, Texas, uh, the sisters ran away with their mother to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where Amina's boyfriend had family that they were um, supposed to stay with. So Patricia allegedly told her daughters that the December 31st was the anniversary of her mother's death. And so she wanted to drive back to East Texas to put flowers on the grave. Um and then later told them that they would return to their father. And so Sarah was like, well, I guess I'll go. And Amina flat out refused. Um, but then the mom drove to the friend's house where Amina was staying and just convinced her to return. Uh, or, well, tried to convince her to return. And then basically just like, stood in the doorway and was like, I'm not moving until you come home with me. Um, So on January 1st, Yasser took the girls to his taxi where he, that he like owned, uh, kissed them and told them that he was taking them out to eat. And the mom initially wanted to come, but Yasser insisted that she didn't, that she didn't come, that he just wanted to talk to the girls uh, himself. And then he drove them both out to Irving, which is a place in Texas, I'm assuming, uh, where he shot them in the dead in the cab. Uh, Amina died instantly while Sarah managed to call 911 and scream uh, what was going on to the 911 operator. Thus, the, the taxi was soon discovered by another cab driver outside of a hotel, but Yasser is still on the loose. 
Yeah, they play some of the call too, and it's like for like it's a really long call. Like it's her just yeah dying. Yeah, yeah they they have a little bit of it here, but like I don't. I just nine one one calls freak me out so bad. I don't really like them. Uh, and you wouldn't like this one because they actually are not the best like operators. My least part of every episode of Dateline. Yeah. Like, makes my skin crawl. But there is some, like, faulty things that they did in the, um... In the 911 dispatch processing. Yeah, because they basically, like, basically that called, like, twice, and they were both, like, 30-minute calls or something ridiculous. Like, it was ridiculous. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so now the FBI is uh, trying to find him. They believe that he might be he is driving a cab in new york city um and people are alleging various places around there that they've seen him but there's no there's no record of him leaving the country basically so yeah that's uh and there's like phone calls from the mom to the um husband and from his family after um after he was on the run. Which, like... Yeah, and, and they suspect that they, he's, like, in Texas, and, in fact, like, the mom of the boyfriend, like, went by the house of this one... Of the, that she thinks it's him. Yeah. And, like, this guy is such an ass. <laughs> it's He's such an ass, and it's so insane that he, like conceived of killing them as the honorable thing to do so they wouldn't like stray quote unquote it like uh which i'll tell you like they had they had um like muslim leaders and 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 muslim women interviewed in the documentary and they say that you know uh the quran does not condone yeah. any sort of honor killing this is a cultural thing not a religious thing yeah. um it's like very you know like i think we think of it as a religious thing but it is actually like a cultural or chauvinistic type thing yeah. not always yeah. chauvinistic but mainly chauvinistic <laughs> no but it's it's the same way that um like the westboro baptist church is not really about uh, Christian values. They're just about throwing the Bible around to prove their own points. Right. Right. It's like you can find you can point to different passages in any book and try to prove your point. You know? Yeah. And so that's that's sort of and I I, like I mean I don't want to get like too into like what was he thinking but it he seems like the type of man who would be like well this says not to dishonor whatever the fuck and they have clearly dishonored that so you know an eye for an eye situation and i think more than that for me what i feel like it was like these were his more than his daughters right because yeah, he yeah, no, was he, abusing them on such a disgusting level and like i feel like to him he, yeah exactly he felt like more than these are my daughters he felt ownership jealousy and stuff like that for them and almost more like it's like um like an obsessive like passion killing 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, then it is an honor killing, and uh, there's no honor in killing anyway. But um, even these honor killings are just, you know, like they're just ridiculous no, it, shit. Reading it, it reminded me a lot of that. Is it the Saudi Arabian princess? Who, like, there's a, it's one of the Middle East countries, and there's a princess who, like, hasn't been seen in years, and the family keeps being like, no, she's fine, she's just, you know, taking it easy and resting, and, like, not in the public eye, but everyone's like, okay, but she's probably dead, like, this happened to her, like, her sister tried to escape, oh, I'm gonna have to look it up and get back to you. (laughs) It's like, it's like a sad story that we see. And, I mean, it's not just, like, Muslim cultures. It's a sad story we see where, um, that we see over and over again that is, like, so reminiscent. And any any major, like, cultural cultures or, you know, areas that put down women as objects. And, and it's just, it's disgusting. It's... It's not even a cultural thing. It's just, like, it's like a mentality that women are... And I'm I'm saying this, but like obviously, it's not just women that are you know. But it's like, yeah, the idea of something not of of a person not having the right to their own past, having the right to you know choose their sexuality, their yeah. their their sex life, their like their Well, I mean even a, I mean especially in this case it was even down to like they didn't have the freedom to talk how they wanted to their mm-hmm. friends. Mhm. You know, they were constantly in fear that their dad was looking over their shoulder. Um it's the United Arab Emirates and multiple princesses have tried to flee from the oppressive King Abdullah. Um and mm-hmm. the, his wife is, according to an article from last year, um, his wife is planning a legal battle against him in the United Arab Emirates High Court. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder how that works, though. I mean, if he's the king, do you have any, like, chance of winning a court case against him? I don't know. That's yeah, crazy. the princess fled the UAE to Germany with the help of a German diplomat and then went from Germany, moved over to uh, England and was staying there. Mm. Yeah. You know, just love each other. It's a knife down for like misusing yeah. your um your relatives and killing them and yeah. honor killings is a knife, knife down. down for kidnapping your own relatives um yeah. knife down for murdering people for what you think is honorable reasons yeah um knife up for chocolate peanut butter cereal yes <laughs> knife on the table for your Cheerios obsession, because we'll see how yeah, nice on the table. Let's see how this goes. Uh, could be good. <laughs> I could just end up eating a bunch of weird Cheerios. Listen, we're along for the ride, and we're here for it. <laughs> we're all here for it. <laughs> Literally, because we're stuck here. But also, genuine. also that, yeah. <laughs> um, knife up for letting the world know about Drake's cakes. <laughs> 
which are just like basically knockoff hostess. But I, now I need to know which one started first. Oh gosh, it's like the hostess versus Tasty Cake versus versus uh, Drake's. Oh my God, versus Nemo's. I, 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 oh no, hostess started in 1919, so Drake's is the original. <gasps> Hostess, you live on a bed of lies that I are delicious. <laughs> um, yeah, so knife up for Hostess, knife up for yeah. Drake's. Uh, um, uh, knife up for the FBI most wanted list. I mean, I feel like the phrasing of that was weird, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> knife up for finding everybody on me. Yeah, there we go, there we go. Knife down for everyone on that list. Oh, yes. <laughs> Knife down for the need for an FBI most wanted list. Yes. Also, also that indeed. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then let's see. Uh, knife up for you guys for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us. You can rate and review us um, on all your favorite podcast apps. You can even support us if you go to anchor.fm. You can click the support us button. And, and donate to us if you like what we're doing. And I hope you do. You can also suggest um, pairings and um, true crimes that we should um, uh, cover on our social media, which is at Pod Serial Killer on all social media, which isn't that great because I don't have that. Um, <laughs> you can find Maria at? At Maria Longname on Twitter, and you can also follow the brewery that I work for and do social media for, McLeod Ale, M-A-C-L-E-O-D. Yes, and um, McLeod Ale was nice enough to give me some beers to drink on air on my podcast, Haunts and Hops, so uh, tune into that, and also you can find me at Anastasia W on Twitter, at Anastasia Watch on Instagram. I will also be at the Bourbon Comic Festival, which is going viral. That sounds gross, but what I mean is we're streaming it so you can see it anywhere in the world, so follow that. Uh, Me and Maria also do another podcast called One More Drink, and you can find that at One More Drink Podcast on various platforms, and rate, and review, and love and um yeah yeah don't be a dick and yeah stay safe